and welcome back to Football Bloody Hell. And we're on to episode 12. And I'm here as always with my lovely chum, Gary. How are you doing? Oi, oi. I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, decent. Decent. Had a little holiday. Went to, I know. Went to Arrogate. <laughs> <laughs> Arrogate. How was it? Yeah, it was nice. It was like a spa hotel, so it was pretty chilled. Ooh. Get you. Pool, sauna, steam room, walking around, eating lots. Gymnasium. No, I didn't do that. Passed by. <laughs> I walked past the gym for the food. To get... <laughs> and then to the bar. it all out in the sauna. Yeah, I genuinely think every mid from mid thirties above, if you go to a spa hotel, the gym is skipped and you just sit in the sauna like yeah, fat, well sweat everything out on the last day. Exactly. I think that was that's the way it has to be done, isn't it? I was a taxi service this weekend. Oh were you? Do you get any money? Yeah. No. Oh, well, I got food. I got food, food for it. Yeah, bad, I got my, it? I got my tea made for us, and um, <laughs> well, I get some some chocolate, which was all right. It was. I was thankful. I didn't mind it. The in-laws had been to Austria, so I picked them. I took them too, oh. and picked them up from the airport on both legs of the journey. And my sister-in-law oh, yeah. was back as well. So yeah, taxi service. Did you enjoy your bank holiday? Was we there for the full thing? No, we came back Friday, um, and then bank holiday, we sort of like potted around the house, did quite a lot of bits. We did a car boot on Sunday. So. Oh, hi. Yeah, we stole, loads, <laughs> stole loads of tat that we just got hanging around the house. Like Someone wanted it, obviously. We were just going to throw it in the bin, so... <laughs> like, what? What did you sell? Some poor fucker bought it. <laughs> What's the same one? What? what? Old dirty wine glasses and things like that, you know. <laughs> Unwashed. Unwashed wine What's glasses. It? Uh, they were washed. No. <laughs> I thought you were going to say un- unwashed pants. Your, un- <laughs> your match-worn pants. Match-worn pants, How much are you selling pants? these? Uh... Yeah. Like 50p uh, or something. Say... I don't know. Like, oh, nice. Sort of haggle. And we had a load of, like... Okay. like bits and bobs that we sort of had from our move when we lived in a flat that we don't necessarily use and it was just all in storage so we thought we'll just take it down the car boot and just get rid of it you know see you're in the dark ages mate you need to get on the vintage well, sell all sorts on there thing is oh, though, you need to sell it all on there man upon vintage Stop. for a good month or two and no one wanted it so that's where is car boot sort of like like second fiddle to vintage, if that makes sense. Like if no one wants to fucking buy it on Vinted or Facebook Marketplace or whatever, take it down the car boot. If no one buys it down the car boot, charity. If charity won't take it, it goes in the bin. <laughs> That's the the skill hierarchy. Yeah, uh, the yeah the hierarchy of chat. eBay I mean, come in there somewhere, but no, nah, eBay's a bit like eBay is dead. I can't be bothered with a hassle (laughs) and taking me money. Get lost. Although I don't understand how Vinted makes money. I don't understand how it works. It's that uh, when you buy something off Vinted, there's a protection fee, like 95p. That's... Uh, So make like near pound per transaction. Hmm. God, margins must be tight. Here's me, absolutely commercially, diving into the depths of the commercials of Vinted. (laughs) I have no idea. It's not what we're here for, Matt. It's not what we're here for. Or are actually, we? <laughs> actually, I know. I, this this is like the third podcast running. I've mentioned them, so I don't know how it comes into. Maybe we could get them and get in front of the board of Vinted and say, "Look, you sell shirts on there. There's a football angle. Let's talk turkey. Come on." <laughs> and then they send us a turkey. But, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like a, somebody's old turkey or something. Yeah. yeah. Is a <laughs> but it, it's mad that, that it's mad that though that you've went to a that you've had that all online thing and reaching how many millions of people and it didn't appeal to anyone but stick it in the back of a car boot and somebody's like oh give me that <laughs> give me those two wine glasses for 50p in an old field 
put a table out, <laughs> shove it onto the table, and then we sell it immediately. Like you think, like I was, like I seen a thing. Like uh, uh, I what? forgot why. I think popped on me, popped up me feed, and it was like try and explain. I think it was a comedian, American comedian said, try and explain sleep to an alien. So it's just like basically where your your body shuts off, but it's not shut off. But everybody yeah. does it, and they yeah. have to do it. Same as a car boot. Explain a car boot to an alien. It's like, why would you go there? Why wouldn't you just go to a shop? <laughs> you buy this off somebody else who doesn't want their stuff. You're, they're throwing it away. <laughs> but you're going to pay them to throw it away now. It's basically everyone, you may as well just take your wheelie bin to a field, open up the lid, <laughs> say, have a dive in. If you find anything you like, <laughs> give me 50p for you it. You pay me. You pay me. You give me money now. <laughs> My bin. My God. <laughs> you get the you my get bin. The you privilege of looking through my bin. <laughs> <laughs> That's a. But uh, in other news, uh, I, I thought I'm dropping it in. I'm, I'm quite. I'm, I'm in a really happy mood actually. Not not because of football. We'll get to that in a bit. But uh, more so just because I'm going to see Blink One Eighty Two on this weekend. Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah, 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 in, in yeah. Glasgow. Glasgow. Living at that's like if there's ever like a moment where you realise like you're getting old. It's not kids. It's not joint pain. It's not those kind of things. It's going to see a band that you started listening to when you were more than half the age you are at present, <laughs> and realising in the crowd you're one of the older people there. But yeah, so it's a age-defining moment, I think, for me. It'll be class, though, but mate. really, none- nonetheless, nonetheless, excited for it. I'm going with my brother, so Lars gonna be good. He's just as big as Van. Yeah, have a couple of beers and stuff. Have a bit more brand. There's a pub I want to go to in Glasgow called the Admiral. Because yeah. long story to this is, um, I, when I used to work away quite a bit in one of my old jobs in a previous life, I used to stay in this hotel and opposite there was this pub called the admiral and from the outside the amount of times i used to go to glasgow i used to go like for like two days two or maybe actually maybe maybe four days out of the month every month and i'd stay at this hotel i'd never go in this bar because i was just thinking oh, it looks like a rough glaswegian pub like i don't want to get filled in well, it probably is for being english or whatever but um the, the hotel what was it called um Oh, it's an IHG chain. Oh, it's going to come to us. Come on. The Indigo. So if you search the Indigo, opposite, yeah. I think it's called the Admiral, directly opposite. And it just looks like a dive. But then one of the when I was leaving there, like I put my notes and stuff in, we went in with me, me boss at the time because it was like a joke that we never went in this pub. Went in and it was amazing. I was like, mate, one, <laughs> like one of my favourite pubs, like the beers and stuff, it was class. Well, so I really want to go there. I hate to piss on your bonfire here but i've just googled oh, it no. permanently closed oh. <laughs> the face no wait a minute you're joking us. it says it says permanently closed on google but they've still got a web kite web web kite a web kite a website it's now called the <laughs> what's, a ca- what's a web kite <laughs> it's now called the Ab- is it just Apple a floating Woods. page somewhere it might, it might, still, it might be open again, but it's a different name. So, <sighs> oh. the original. Well, it did look like a dive, but inside it wasn't very nice. Uh, sorry, outside it wasn't very nice. <laughs> it looked like a dive, and inside it wasn't very nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was worse than a dive inside. Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah, but it, never mind. It says permanently closed. You just... on Google, but it says, Anybody... it says open. Oh, we have moved. Uh, here we go. Look what, like the emotional roller coaster I'm being put on here. It's 29 Waterloo Street now. Oh, yeah. So, that yeah, that it's street. Just, it's just moved down the road. So, it, it, yeah, it's 79 it's just... Waterloo Street previously. So, it's just moved down the road, mate. Well, we'll have to see. You we'll have to see. Have to I'm going to have to go admiral, down. Wouldn't you? The new Admiral. It's, oh, it's not the same. I can tell it's not the same. I'm not going to like it. <laughs> But um, well, well, thanks for that. Thanks for that, mate. It's nice of you to kind of piss on me chips a bit. But yeah, exactly. 
outside of that as well, just before we came on, because it reached people still keep listening to us, which is really nice. Numbers are grown, which is surprising. It'll always be surprising to us. But um, you did a bit of a deep dive into where people are listening and who's listening. So I think we should share because there's yeah. the, this we, we, we've transcended just being a little bit of a comedic well we're not comedic but like a daft podcast to now supporting the fight on the ukraine front against russia yeah so i was looking through where people actually like you said like i expected a hundred percent to be the united kingdom you know because that's where we're from and oh, that's yeah. where we plug it <laughs> we happen to we happen to have one listener from um Kharkiv in in Ukraine. So, We're doing out a bit. Yeah. I haven't, we haven't taken any Ukrainian refugees in, but uh, we're keeping the morale high on the uh, on the front lines. Yeah, there's quite a bit of diversity in our um, listeners as well. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not just the UK, like we said. We've got people listening from the US, so shout out to them. Norway. Shout out to them. Hello, Israel. Norwegians. France. <sighs> Philippines. And Spain as well. And they're the ones that are showing anyway. So, yes. We, we transcend. We've transcended like just the the UK now. We're bigger. Basically, we're bigger than this. Basically, we need to think we're on, globally. We're on four continents. So, yeah. <laughs> if you... that, 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 in all, that says all that needs to be three, said, really. Three continents. That says what needs to be said. So with that, for our very diverse listener base, should we give everybody a bit of a heads up? Should I tell people what we're going to talk about today? Yeah, go for it. Well, first and foremost, I'm putting it to the top of the agenda, is fan tracks, giving everybody an update on our fantasy oh, league. Yeah, of course. Because there's a, um, there was some um, pride at stake this week, wasn't there, Matt? Oh, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> uh, well, I thought we could talk about the, some of the results that we've seen over the weekend. Yeah. I want to talk about Hartlepool being top of the mm-hmm. league, um, some other in the national leagues as well, and my little friend, Lee Johnson, because something happened to him over the weekend as well. That seems to happen to him quite a lot. <laughs> so do you want to kick it off with... Our fantasy league, mate, and just tell everybody what happened to you. Me and Gary were matched up this week, so it was our first game against each other. In match week two, three? Match week three, game week three, yeah. we were matched up against each other. Gary won. 10.5 to 7.5. That that seems quite convincing, but I think on Sunday afternoon, Sunday morning, it was like nine. It was We, we were pretty much tie-in, weren't we? And I think, yeah, yeah. He took it away from me. I'm not sure what it was. I was probably the thing... I had a few players that didn't play. Yeah. Actually, I, I mean, look on. Really see that who, why I lost. <laughs> Inevitably. Tell <I> everybody. <laughs> so, games. Tell played. everybody why. You beat me on games played, yeah. By one. You beat me on attempted passes. You beat me on mm-hmm. tackles one. Mm hmm. I got more yellow cards. And you beat me event goals against midfielders. And saves. My goalkeeper made no saves because he didn't play. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> some would say that's a that's a managerial masterclass. Uh and some people would be me. Yeah. But I'm glad I him <laughs> because my other goalkeeper also didn't perform particularly well. I think he did play. I can't remember who... Oh, it, it, no, no, he did. James it's Martin, Trafford. isn't it, your keeper? James Trafford. Oh, is it? Yeah, my other one's James Trafford. Martinez is my... Main. Main. Yeah, well, these things happen, mate. Like, well, maybe... You beat you pick goals against for goalkeepers because you, your goalie conceded and mine didn't play. I actually won that category. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's one way of doing it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. God's sake. I thought Pickford would be good because he'd make more saves, but then it's kind of counterproductive because he's conceding a lot. So Yeah, but then you only you get a point for more saves. You might lose it's weighing it up, though, isn't it? It's, it's weighing it up, yeah. 
I think passes were inevitably, if you look at it, the one that you sort of took away from me was this cat uh tackles really. My mm. entire team only got three tackles. That's that's embarrassing. Yours had ten. But the reason I wanted to highlight this first and foremost is because when I first looked at it after the first round of games had been played, because I think you had players play on Friday. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't remember who uh, played on Friday now. Is it Chelsea? Chelsea, yeah. Um, you were it was like eleven point five to. I, yeah, I think it I was the, the opposite, weren't it? I was winning. Yeah, you were massively winning, and. All the odds were stacked against us going into it because we've got some similar teams. And yeah. out of nowhere, even though I had a disadvantage, I found myself being on the winning team, which echoes quite heavily to a game I watched yesterday. Could, so, could you oh, on, on your sorry, sorry, you you wearing a Liverpool shirt as well? Yeah, oh. you told me to. Put it's it just <laughs> it's, it's, it's all coming back to us now. Now I understand. So I don't know if you watched the game last night or yesterday well, afternoon. I didn't know. Well, I did, and, and I enjoyed like, myself. You were probably grinning, it was sun- it was, <laughs> it was it was Sunday, sorry, but yeah, I am. Um, I mean, going into the game, there were favourites, and it was at St James's, and for some reason, it seems like Newcastle's trying to force a rivalry with Liverpool, and I think it's because Klopp's had a lot to say about the way they go on and stuff, which well, everybody outside of Newcastle probably disagrees with. They had a bit of history the, when Newcastle came close to winning the league in the 90s and Liverpool, they had those epic games. They've had, Liverpool, didn't they? uh, they've had epic uh, epic games, but a derby, because a manager said oh, some home truths about your team. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, they're trying to make this rival, well, not a derby, but maybe like a rivalry, but anyway. Mm-hmm. I've always said Dar- that he had a dodgy start of his career at Liverpool, but he's such, you can tell he's a good player. What, so the fact that mm-hmm. I, Darwin Nunes, the fact that he come on and grabbed that game by the scruff of its neck and shoved all of the Gallagher down onto the floor, you know stepped on them Gary, and crushed you know, them. Do you what? know what you could say? That he's evolving his game. Oh. <laughs> and that's a Darwin pun for anybody who hasn't quite caught up there. <laughs> I mean, I'll take all the put, but I'll, I just love it. I love the fact that they were, they were down they were down to 10 men and the substitutions he made didn't work and it, the, the centre-half got injured. Not because he's injured, I don't want anybody to be hurt, but like the fact that things have gone against them for once because everything seems to have gone right for them since the takeover. Yeah. So it was just nice to see some egg on faces and some a, humble bragging. Yeah, I think it was for Newcastle, it was more of a um, sort of a knock back down to earth, isn't it? Mm. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, the start of the season, they've had like the, the smashed Villa. I just don't think Villa were prepared because n- nobody saw that coming. No. And they've played Man City. They got dominated, which most clubs will, but they got beat 1-0. It was only 1-0. And then they've played Liverpool, who they're potentially going to be competing against. Uh, they got beat. And I think it's a pretty embarrassing defeat. Not because they played overly poor, but just because they weren't at the rate. Like, the, I think the fact they should have had that game wrapped up. Yeah, it was 10 minutes left. It was 1-0 to Newcastle, wasn't it? So uh, I think mm-hmm. at that point, and then Liverpool down to 10 men, you just see out the game, don't you? Control, but if, this is I already... think we're controlling possession anyway, so it was a case of just keep doing what you're doing. and then. But yeah, Darwin Nunes has just come on. and. <laughs> I, I think that the, the, <laughs> it's already, by the, by the sounds of things, there's already kind of question marks being raised. Not from like pundits, but like fans going, oh, like your substitutions were poor. Why does he keep like Bruno? Because Bruno's apparently come out on Twitter the other week and said, like, hit back at some fans in a tweet that he's now deleted because of the performance against City. But I think the City result, you take it because they're the best club in the world at the minute, if you ask if they just are. And then to get beat off Liverpool is not a bad thing, but on the context of the game it is because they should have been well out of sight yeah. and they didn't take care of it. They've thrashed Villa, but that's it's a tricky start and they've got three points out of nine and it's probably three points dropped against a Liverpool team that looked all over the place in the first 20 minutes. But mm. still, they lost and it's a bit of embarrassment for them and I'm going to enjoy it for as long as yeah. it can last. Another reason you're happy. Blink-182, Newcastle <laughs> losing. 
I know, tremendous. Is there anything but, um, that cheered you up this weekend? <laughs> um, it's the thought of the Admiral, but um, you've quickly smashed them to pieces, to be fair. Admiral, so you can take that one. No, I'm not. I refuse. No, no I refuse. With Boycott. Was that not great for you? Well, I think it's a good result. We, we, we've had a bit of a ugh, start, but going to Coventry, we haven't run there in God knows how long. And I think if you ask the Southern fan before the game, a point away at Coventry, who have been high-flying, you take it. So, yeah, yeah that's happy. Uh, start to my team as well. Right? And now, what do you... Cause, I mean, nine, what was it, the 98th minute? 98th minute penalty. I think it was... I've seen it come in. Yeah, I think it was... thing is, though... At the moment, we're we're not getting battered. We're not like losing heavily, like we're, mm. but we're losing games that maybe we should have drawn. I think that's some of the thing, like especially with like the Preston game. I think we controlled that one and lost one nil. But the weekend losing two one to a ninety eighth minute penalty is a bit of a sucker punch, isn't it? And then you yeah, think, it is. But um, yes, yeah, I don't know. It's just you need a point, and I think that. Yeah. The longer it takes to get some point, even a point on the board, the the, the more like rot seems to set in. But I think yeah. I've said it. You, you just haven't, you just haven't addressed the goal scoring issue, no. and I think that that's what's going to come back and kill you. But like it's four games in, like there's plenty of time to turn it around. Oh, yeah. and it's not yeah. like you're pushing for the playoffs. I know your you, your chairman said that, yeah. but like realistically, chairman's it's just staying one. up. That's the goal. <laughs> chairman's losing. Yeah, he's I know. Well, there was chance for him to get out, wasn't there? After four games in. Yeah. But like I say, this this I think on like, like I'm probably just trying to like keep your spirit high <laughs> more than anything but like my prediction was that you would finish bottom and haven't really seen anything to well, dispute not, that fact we're not the lowest goal scorers in the league so that's a positive <laughs> we've got four it's not goals. so bad if you're not conceding we've got the though. same amount of goals as Sunderland so <laughs> yeah, yeah we've, we've only got four points but like I say it's only four nine, games in nine in four games yeah that's a bit too many isn't it <laughs> Yeah, I think not the highest. We, either, we've, so, I mean, it's a case of it will come eventually. It's just ha- we've happened to the the thing is though losing to someone like Cardiff. That's the it. thing. That's that's something I I said it last week on the pod. I said we're playing Cardiff this weekend. I'll be worried. I'll be slightly worried if we lose. Mm. And we did. So, but... yeah, but it is like you said. It's still early days. If we lost to Cardiff on game twenty eight and we've only won twice. Then I'll be really mm. worried. <laughs> and then... well, well, we had a, we, I think we had a man sent off. But we got beat off Cardiff at home. We yeah. beat them down their place, I think. But they're a stubborn side. Like if they're not. Although I've tipped them for relegation, like I'm not gonna. They're not gonna get walked over. They'll mm. get outplayed by teams, but they they're, they're quite industrial in the way they play. So it's a tough one to take, but it's just it's more concerning that you've got no points and you can see them goals. Yeah, so I think so. But we we've addressed the problem in our goal scoring front by apparently agreeing a deal for a Ukrainian guy called Royson. Don't know a lot about him. Seen some stats on him and stuff, and seems like he's what we're missing. Likes to push on and close the ball down. And where's he from? It's just hard. We just yeah. who's he? What teams he play for? Currently? Um, I can't remember the name of the team. Um, if you give us a second and. Make sure there's no da 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 da. Um, he's called. I can spell it for you. Naziri Russian. Yeah. N a z a. Yeah. It begins with an M, I think. I'm trying to see where he's. I found the article. Yeah. I think it's like Mal Makaroy or something. Nazari. That's him. Nazari or. Zoria Luhansk. That wasn't an M. <laughs> so, oh, it begins with an M. City of Luhansk. But... I, so he, he's, he plays in the Ukraine. I, mm. It'll be interesting if he's the one listening to our podcast. <laughs> Maybe. 
Maybe. He saw the Sunderland shirts. He, he said he'd subscribed to Sunderland. Maybe he got mixed up and subscribed to us. <laughs> like, yeah. So if you're listening, uh, Royson, welcome. Welcome, my friend. You could do, do a shirt signing live on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, one of these. We sold it up. So, yeah, we'll yeah. In. <laughs> but yeah, mate, I think, um, the, the, I think from our results at the weekend, which uh, draw and a loss, it's not too, nothing too much to write home about. But one of the things I did want to mention is Hartlepool. I, I can't remember where you put them. And I, I know I did have them very high, but they've surprised me. They were top of the league before the start of the games this week. Yeah, I'm just going to fourth look, now. See where I put them. Because <laughs> the the irony of it was there was like I was reading about it and was saying like how well Hartlepool have started and how Chesterfield seemed to have like really struggled, but Chesterfield actually beat Hartlepool at the weekend, so they have shot up the table and they're now third. But Solihull Moors fifth. So yeah, there are thereabouts. But yeah, I was just surprised to see them up there myself. It's nice to see. Yeah, because they're a team who like they've always kind of been flirting with relegation and in the national league and stuff. But surely, like they shouldn't be there. But it's still, like yeah, I look they, at that table, look yeah, at the Hartlepool teams. Got, it's so hard. Hartlepool got relegated from League Two last season, didn't they? So. Mm. You would expect like Keith Curl such... this year, but then, like you said, the National League is so anyone can beat anyone, and you've seen it before with Scunthorpe, Yeovil. They teams tend to come down from League Two, tend to drop through this league. So there's four relegation spots, which is quite funky, mm. isn't it? And only two promotion spots with one automatic and then seven playoff places. So it's it's do you think bizarre? Like, do you think they'll ever change that? Because I know, I, I know, Wrexham and Notts so. County were talking about and stuff. I but... would hope there is an increase in number of promotion places between the two leagues, because, like we said before, there seems to be a bottleneck of ambitious, progressive clubs at the top of the national league, and there seems mm. to be some clingers on, clinkers at the bottom mm. of League Two that just won't go down because there's only two spaces. But I think they need mm. to make it more open because at the at the end of the day, the national league is, I think, barring two clubs two or three clubs are fully professional so it is may it may as well be just league three at this point mm. i think that outside of those results because i i'm keeping an eye on the national league a little bit more just because hartley pools in it and a team in the northeast you always seem to like or in your area that you're not a rival with you kind of just have a look for but some of the good results i wanted to shout well i say good results some of the other results i saw that i was like wow is um Palmer, so uh, not wow is in wow the beat somebody massive, but Palmer like won two from two, won two nil both games, haven't conceded a goal or three games is it I think, oh, let me double check, I think it might be three you know I know the play as we're recording this, I'm gonna say it's Monday but it's not it's Tuesday so people are onto a smart recording and publishing on the same day oh no, but the <laughs> the, the one the played three games, one in the cup. Uh, that's why I'm thinking, oh, which was it? There's one in the cup and two in the league. One of them's a newly promoted team and one's Citadel, which is they, they were almost in the relegation spaces last season in Serie B. But since pre-season in July, they've only conceded one goal and they've played Fiorentina, they've played uh, VFL Bosham, they've played Sluso or Sassuolo. I can't never pronounce that one right. Swolo. Sassuolo, that's it. Barry, uh, I'm not even going to pronounce it, and Citadella, and they've not conceded a goal, and they've won 3-0, 2-0, and 2-0. And that's since yeah. Buffon's retired, and it's all Buffon's fault. So I'm yeah, tipping Palmer for promotion this season. <laughs> and then the other result I saw, I just wanted to give Palmer a shout-out because yeah, that's fair. football manager team. And um, Atletico beat Real Valenco 7-0. Yeah. you see that? yeah. It's mad, isn't it, That's... these results? Uh, uh, but, like, I mean, totally dispatched. But, I don't know, it's just mad to see. I think Atletico are quite strong again, but they've got good players, aren't they? The Pie and Griezmann and Laurenti. But I thought Laurenti was going to go to um, Saudi Arabia, but apparently not. 
Yeah, I, I thought you might. Which is good. Yeah. The one, the one that I be... wanted to shout out as well was in the National League, going back to the National League again. Mm-hmm. Oxford City got their first win in the National League ever. Oh, yeah. Ever. <laughs> and they battered Boreham Wood 4 0. Really? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> they're a perennial playoff place team in the National League, aren't they? They're a top, top half mm. team. They're, they're decent. And yeah, Oxford City beat them 4 0. It was probably coming back to that if we were going to mention Gillingham and Colchester sort of thing. Like, Gillingham like, hadn't conceded a goal on every single game. They were playing bottom of the league. Colchester hadn't scored a goal and lost every game. And then Colchester beat them 3-0 away from home. <laughs> it's the, it's mad. It shows you how exciting like football can be. It's so unpredictable, isn't it? I know. But one thing's for certain... Sheffield Wednesday are losing. <laughs> yeah, losing. Sorry. Last, I, think so. I think last season was the first time in like six years or five years where we hadn't conceded ridiculously <laughs> late goal. Like, I, I know I used to moan about this all the time, didn't I? Like, why have we yeah. done it again in the last... Always injury time. We were con- I think there was... When we got relegated from the championship before, I think we conceded four, three goals in injury time. To lose three two to like Reading or something, and I was just, <laughs> I was just like, "What? We're two nil up. It's hit ninety. Why do we do? You're two nil up. And you Why do we keep doing this to ourselves? It's like what? <laughs> but yeah, it seems well, like that's come back. So <laughs> we have one season without it, and then yeah, I think Darren Moore has so- addressed that conceding after ninety minutes, and now yeah. we've got rid of Darren Moore and someone new's come in. They've gone. Yeah, should we start getting goals after 90 minutes again? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's suck this off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the things as well, like, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not surprised because there's no clubs without a manager apart from one that we'll get to that I know of. But I, I wonder where he's, like, sees himself. Like, do you think he's holding out he for a championship job or do you think he's probably more likely to get one in League One? I think he could do a job in the championship. I do, but I, I don't know where. I don't know who's going to get sacked first. I think eventually <laughs> Warnock who, might walk away. Should we have him back? <laughs> I know. Go crawl. He, you cannot go back. He, he'll not go back unless no, the owner's gone. No, unless the owner, like you said, unless the owner leaves, he's not going anywhere. He's not going we should, we should maybe do our predictions for the sack race as well because I think Huddersfield won't sack Warnock. I think he'll walk away because they've, they're really struggling. Uh, Watford? <laughs> <laughs> they tend to. Yeah, they've had a really managers they, every they do, but they've started okay. Norwich have started really well. Uh, Borough maybe if they don't pick up. Yeah, that's one. Do you think Carrick's a one for the second? scored. Borough have scored three goals this season. That's less than us, and we've lost every single game. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is with Borough though, it's like they've sold their well, not sold. They've sold two of the best players in Giles and Akpom. Yeah. And the third one, Archer's obviously. Yeah, where's he gone? He's just signed for. Um, is he going to Leeds? Is I'm it Leeds? Can, uh... Yeah. Who can type faster? You, by the sounds of it. Oh, maybe. He um, is going to. Sheffield, sorry. He's Doesn't signed for Sheffield. Open. But again, they're like. like they, so if you look at Sheffield there. They've just signed him for 18 million and he scored what, like, it, like, maybe between 15, 20 plus goals last season. He's cost them 18 million to go to the Premier League. 18 million for, for a striker who's done that in the Championship. And we're trying to currently, like, we're trying to replace Ross Stewart because he's probably going to go at the end of the season. And we need somebody in, in the team anyway because we haven't got enough fit strikers. There's no striker out there. Like, who's the equivalent? There's Giocares went for what, like twenty plus million to Benfica. Archer's gone to Sheffield United for eighty million. Like, where do you find these twenty goal strikers a season? You've got to look nowhere. So, like, it's just like, and then there's the other kid that we try to sign, um, Stansfield. The the guy, um, I forgot his name, but his his dad was the manager of Exeter, who passed away. His, that's yeah. his dad, isn't it? Yeah. He's, yeah, he's called Jay, isn't he? Yeah. The long lad. He's he's made his debut for Birmingham. 
and uh, got them got them a winner. Like a great goal, like chipped it over the defender and rifled it in the top corner. So we tried to sign him, but he wouldn't come. Cause, but then what I'm, what I'm getting at there is, is like relatively unknown, not like completely unknown, but like we're trying to sign a striker and this Ukrainian guy, we've got no idea what he's like. And everyone's kind of like split to so like, oh, we need to find a proven striker. Would you say Kamranov or Charles is a pr- proven striker after one season? No. no, but he's cost Sheffield 18 million. So it's like, where do you sign your strikers from? You have to look, sometimes you have to look down and take a chance on maybe a League One player. Or something like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there any League One players that you would consider? I mean, you got you got <sighs> you got your Johnson, Clark, Harris, and your uh, Peter Brook. He's the first person who jumps out. But apparently, he's going. He's linked with somebody else. There's some unnamed mm. clubs, but they're all League One teams, apparently. Yeah, which I'm surprised by because he could probably. I mean, he's 29, isn't he? So like. He doesn't suit us because of we don't spend money on anybody over the age of 23. That's yeah. the whole thing for us. Exactly, and then. I mean, looking at the players who've scored goals so far, you've got Charlie White at Formerly of us, well released. And then Waghorn, he's over the age. Yeah. And shout out to Martin Waghorn as well, because he scored like six goals in three games. He got yeah. a hat-trick at the weekend. Um, there's not really anybody who shouts out. It was the only person I could really think that would spend money on, but I don't know how old he is now, is um, Langstaff. Macaulay Langston. Macaulay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Notts County. But he's obviously not for sale for cheap anyway. No, nah, he won't be. I mean, how many goals but, have he scored so far this season for Notts County? I, I haven't seen. I think it's three or four. Yeah. He hasn't, like, but it's, again, early days, Our isn't it? Goal scorer in League One at the moment. League Two, sorry, is Jake Young for Swindon. Mm. scored seven goals in four games. Jesus. He's on loan from Bradford City. So he's on loan to the same league. <laughs> oh, well. That's quite bizarre, isn't it? Mark Hughes. You don't Mark Hughes, do school the transfers. Yeah. But it's just mad. Like, you're trying to find a striker and you're just 80 million for a proven, proven in inverted commas, striker. That's mental. Yeah, There's Waghorn turning about the cock. But, um, but yeah, so that's getting us kicked off nicely, mate. So... Indeed. Our our podcasting mechanics is all well oiled, so let's take a quick short break, quick short. replenish ourselves, and uh, we'll come back where we can talk about my little friend Lee. And welcome back after that quick short break, as Matt likes to say. It's quick and short. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> Just how the missus likes it. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. It was too easy. Oh, I know, yeah. I'm sorry, mate. But um, uh, before I dive into my good friend's uh, news, what do you make of all this stuff happening with the, uh, the, the Spain situation? I'm, like, have you have you followed it too much? I've tried. I've tried not to get. Yeah, I've tried to get engrossed involved with it. in I've, it. I've sort of seen bits of it, and I'm not really sure to be honest. It seems a bit like they didn't like him to start with, did they? Like before mm. this happened, they were they were sort of trying to get him out anyway, weren't they? Mm. So I I'm thinking maybe it's sort of a last straw. You've done this. Let's push him out. Did you see what his mum's done though? Like that's that's the funny thing. Went on hunger strike. Yeah, she's locked herself in a church and gone on a hunger strike until they apologised to him. I mean, it it's all a bit, seems a bit mental. The whole thing it's a bit, like, seems a bit it's mad. A bit curly, like yeah, yeah. I just because I mean, there's obviously an agenda against him anyway, and yeah. I, I'm not saying rightly or wrongly. It's just there's obviously an agenda yeah. against him for from the Spanish affair and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of the Spanish female players didn't play and come to this World Cup because of him. Yeah. And the, because of the coach and staff as well that he'd appointed. And it's just, I don't know, he probably doesn't deserve his position, but I do think this is probably being used now as an opportunity to get him. Yeah, I think That's so. what it feels like to I me. Mean, it feels like that he's probably not fit to be in the position he's in. But yeah, like you said, this is like, oh, this has happened. Let's get him out for this. Like, they, <laughs> I mean, 
at the end of the day, do you know the easiest thing would be he just walks and then they appoint someone. It's weird that he's... I think the fact that he hasn't as well, like, I know some people say, like, walk culture and all that kind of thing, but it's it's proper shit because it's, like, the first World Cup final they've made, they've won yeah. it, and then it's overshadowed by this knobhead. This, yeah. Like, why, like, why, like, regardless of anything, whether it's consensual and breaking it down into all that nonsense, why do you grab her face and kiss her? Like, just, it's not, I, it's like, it's... I don't think it's really, like like we said before, like they're trying to get, get rid of him anyway. I don't think it's really got anything to do with that. I think that's just, like, to put it in the media but, spotlight and then put uh, it in. Like, it's, I don't think it's really, yeah, it's something to... But, like, can you name, can you name, like, for me, like... like him. <laughs> like, it's, like, yeah. at the end of the day, I think there's other things that have been done previously that they wanted to get rid of him. Yeah, and this yeah. Is just a case of... And this, this, is, this is it in kind of... This is it in the flesh, basically. Yeah. Manifesting in a, in a kiss in the World Cup final. But it's just like in in the, the workplace, and I know sports is a bit different, but can you imagine you've just done a good job and your manager just grabs you and kisses you? You're, you're like, what snob. the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's I'll just... i Gary. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I mean, I wouldn't mind it. Mm. My new manager's... Uh, he's a bit of a looker. My previous manager. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's just it's just one of those things. It's just bizarre to me. Like, and if I'm gonna nail my cross to something, I would be like, you don't just grab a woman and kiss her. Like, <laughs> unless it's it's just it's just bizarre that he even thought about doing it. But never mind. I just wondered what if you'd seen it because I just thought it seems like a bit of an agenda, and that's what I worry yeah, about because they think it's being pushed into something else now. I think it. But, I think what people need to. Re- I think with that as well, they need to sort of say that it's being pushed into something else, but it's not necessarily about that. So it's all about the stuff he's done previously and like how he's probably not fit to do his job in the first place. So Aye. I think it's a case of like, they need to say, no, it is, this is just the icing basically. But yeah. But never mind. We, I try to stay away from political things. I'm not trying to get political. I just it's just because it's in the news, and I thought I'd ask you. Fair but enough. what else is in the news is my little friend Lee Lee, Lee Johnson's Lee Little Lee. He's little um Lee. Little Lee. He's 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 been given his P45 and forced out of Hibernian, unjustified. Unjustified. I mean, ignore the fact that the they haven't won a league game. They've been beat off Saint Mirren, Motherwell. Um, Livingston um, got thrashed off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, they've conceded what, like eight, <laughs> 11, 12, 13 goals in four games. Like, ignore that. It's just. <laughs> ignore that they've been playing football, yeah. I just, I just think it's totally unjust. But um, <laughs> it's, it's, I think there's a witch hunt against Lee Johnson. That's unfair. No, but I've just seen that he'd been um like they've had a really bad start, like I say, they've lost all three of their league games. They've only won one game which was against uh Lurs in, in the Europa League, which they lost the first leg, but they won the second leg three one to qualify to then get thrashed off Aston Villa in the first leg five nil. That that which... Aston Villa game, I so I watched the highlights of that and that's one of the things that you it sort of highlights Scottish football and where it is in comparison to English, the English Premier League and even the Championship, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Because Hibs are what you would say should be. I know they're bottom of the league, but they should be what a mid-table Scottish Premier League team. And I would say high. Just demolished them. Well, top six that is yeah. table. So, yeah, well, <laughs> I mean that, that is half of the league. Yeah. <laughs> like, but um. They've just there, I would, walked, walked I would, the floor with them, and wiped the floor with them. Yeah, yeah. No, I would is. say with Hibernian, you'd think outside of Celtic and Rangers, would you put them there for the title? And say, yeah, you probably class them as it, it as time's yeah, gone by, like the, Aberdeen they, maybe. But yeah, Aberdeen Hearts Hibs, they're sort of the best of the rest, mm. aren't they? Like, <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Historically, like if you were going to say that, maybe right now, no, I'd probably put like what, I don't know, like a Dundee in there and stuff sometimes. But anyway, I just seen he'd been sacked, and the one thing that stood out was in it was that he did his he did his post match press conference after they'd been beaten, and 
the rapport was really brutal. Like, like it was really leading questions. Like, basically, she was saying, um, "Other said it was." I'm not quoting them here. I'm paraphrasing, but basically saying, based off that result, have you lost the dressing room? Just asking them. Like three games into the season, have you lost the dressing room? Are these players playing for you? How do you like? answer to the board what the, what are the board gonna say and it was i watched the interview and people clipped it where he basically said like no like we'll like hopefully the fans will stick with us and stuff because what what else can he say yeah and i just thought it was really bad in bad taste from the journal but when i went on twitter and stuff and had a look at it a lot of people were saying like fair play to the journalist and stuff and i was just like nah that's no, not like, like that's... then there's obviously yeah. some kind of agenda I mean, but he, he's not a very likable person. He, like, he's always like, yeah. he's a dick. He's a little <laughs> dick in the short man syndrome. But like, yeah, I just saw that he got thingy. But the fu- the funniest thing about it, have you seen who's linked with the job? Uh, yes. Is it the same person I'm thinking? Do 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 do. That controller. <laughs> is he a good manager though? Because whenever we play them, he's just a, he just screams on the touchlines and he even seems like another dickhead. Like, how can... Maybe like, that's what they want. <laughs> is it, though? I don't know. Is it, though? Mm, I don't, I don't think he's actually... A, is he a good manager? I mean, I, he's not just get... year and he underachieved massively. Well, year before last, sorry. He's been at Stevenage. Like, he... he got Stevenage promoted, but he, uh, he's, they're doing well. He's a, he's a perennial lower league manager, isn't he? So mm. if they want to progress, do they want Steve Evans? <laughs> I know. He's not exactly ambitious, I... is it? Like, that's, that's one when... thing. Like, it's not an ambitious thing to do, is it? Now, like when you see, uh, I think when you see a club like Hibernian, like for in scottish football like even outside of scottish football you know who hibs are like you just do like i couldn't really name loads of players from hibernian from times gone by but like like neil lennon had them doing a job and then i don't know like hibs always seem to fall out with their coaches pretty like publicly yeah from what i remember especially with neil lennon and then I don't know, they just always seem to, like, fall down because, like, I mean, you're competing in a two-horse race, really a one-horse race now, Brendan Rodgers is back at Celtic, but I don't know, I just think that, to me, when a, when a club like Hibernian look at a manager like him, or, because there's got to be links, it's it's rumours at this stage, but, like, if he does get appointed, that, to me, then says the next six, well, 12 to 18 months, if they're going to stay with him, they're going to be selling players and they're going to be having to really be tight-budgeted so it screams like there's issues behind the scenes as well. Although they have backed Lee Johnson for, for Hibernian anyway, because they have spent quite a bit of money for Hibs. So it's, it's I don't know, but I, I, I never understand why a club does that, where they'll back a manager and then three games in, sack him. Yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? I think it is bizarre. I'm not sure. But then, like I said, I don't. Is is Steve Steve Evans an ambitious? manager like I don't know it's like I mean it'll probably it's like do okay because I mean let's let's put it this way the bottom bottom few teams in Scottish Premier League and Scottish Championship are probably League 1 League 2 standard anyway aren't they let's put it this way mm. so but then the Hibs want to finish ninth. <laughs> I don't uh, I don't think they I think they're more ambitious than that like they're in they're in like Europe like that's where they want to be isn't it but it's only three games in. Like I seem, I feel like, and it, three narrow losses. It's not like, yeah, they got hammered by Aston mm. Villa. But what do board expect? They're playing Aston Villa. Aston Villa yeah. are a dick uh, equivalent of a League One team, aren't they? Mm. <laughs> well, it should they should be. Yeah, and, and they've they've smashed pretty much everybody they've played against so far, apart from obviously Newcastle, which yeah, uh, looks like it's a blip. Yeah, massive blip. So, so he, he here's some quick he maths. Wins accounted for that manager as a that game as even a consideration to for him to lose his job you're probably thinking do whatever against Villa because we don't expect anything you know what I mean mm. they'll drop it's in the conference league actually isn't it so they like looking at competition. <laughs> like looking at his managerial record so the, the fact that he was Leeds manager I know it was in league one but fuck me like 
he's he's his best points per game um was at Crawley where he had seventy one matches and it was one point nine seven. Um so far Stevenage he's on track with that at the minute um with seventy three matches and he's got one point eight nine points per game. Gillian was one point two, Peterborough one point five. Like it's not really like So it's a draw. Push. Mm. <laughs> like uh, I don't know, it doesn't really scream inspiration. I'd be a bit worried if I was a Hibs fan. But he's managed the team on three hundred and fifty four occasions, managed a team. Uh, he got 145 wins, 99 draws, and 110 losses. So what's that? Like just over like. I'm just wondering what his win percentage is, but again, the overall win percentage. Aye, uh, but I'm just what, trying to have a look 42, now. But 42 percent. Yeah. Is. Not that bad, but when I mean, you're competing against the teams in Scotland, because really. You're right off the four games that you play, the top two, and it's yeah, yeah. can you be better than the rest? And draws ain't gonna cut it if you want to be in Europe. But no, exactly. But never mind. But uh, I just wanted to give Lee a shout out because he's uh, he, he mustn't have picked the right pitch personalities, as he likes to say. <laughs> um, but whilst we um, whilst we mention that, I quickly wanted to show you or speak to you about funny things it just in just just in flavor is a bit of a tribute to him because we don't know when we're going to see him again i just wanted to throw out some um some a, a quote from uh, lee johnson and it was the more emotional investment we put into our people around us the more quality of life and longevity surrounds us okay and I think that's what his inevitable downfalls always are. The more emotional investment we put into the people around us, the more quality of life and longevity surrounds us. Just, just you know, so. Yeah, it's a bit of nonsense really, isn't it? <laughs> I... It is but... remarkable. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I, I went through I went through a a, a Reddit thing and <laughs> somebody said I'm surprised he pulled his tongue out of Celtic's ass long enough to get a quote. <laughs> <laughs> and he said he said well, after one of the games he said Lee Johnson did not let us down with his quote and it says if I was a player I'd be knocking on Celtic's door and asking for a shirt saying please tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, oh, impressive, impressive. I know, but but yeah, R.I.P. to your career, Lee. I'm sure you'll be back again. Yeah, managing you know, somebody. Just, if um, if Steve Evans takes this job, he might just swap. <laughs> Get, a yeah, no. Get yourself a Stevenage, son. But um, yeah, in 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 memory of uh, in memory of Lee Johnson's uh, time at uh, Hibernian, that's short lived. He seems to be like he's streaky, streaky Lee, as he's nicknamed. He seems to kind of come about. Get a little bit of an impact, and then, uh, and then dies off, and yeah, gets I think so. bombed out. It's um, it's pretty wild. One one thing I want to mention before we wrap up and everything is um, have you mm-hmm. been following any of the stuff about Southend United at all? Have you seen much about it? No, the only thing I've seen is that they had a decentish start. If I'm not wrong, yeah, three wins, three losses, twelve goals scored. Ten points deducted for failing to pay their debt for HMRC. They had a winding up order like a couple of weeks ago, and they have had an extension. Are we going to see another ex football league team disappear? I didn't realize. I didn't see the the deduction because I, when I looked, that must have only happened what a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the ten points. Or was deducted, it recent? Yeah, uh, it was. 23rd of August, so yeah, in the last week. Because they've got a 42-day deadline to buy, find a buyer, otherwise they're gone. They're being wound up. That's just shit, in it? The HMRC, so the judge actually said, if this was not a football club, 
with its attachment to its fans, I would be winding up this today. Shit. And it was £275,000 so they're in debt. That's it. Jesus. You, you, well, total debts are £2.5 million, but uh, they're, but like, they're the 275000 owed. But, but again, I just think the EFL should be doing something about it. Well, they're not in the EFL it's anymore. It's... So that, that's uh, the thing. Like, so the EFL, what they would rather have <laughs> that these teams get relegated into the National League and it'd be their problem. Mm. And the National League are brutal that's... with these teams. Like, they will deduct them points and then just chuck them out of the league. Like, they are brutal. What happened to what Hereford, Scarborough, Macclesfield? Plenty. That's what I mean. Like, it's the, the EFL needs. They're creating this problem. They've created this by allowing yeah, yeah. unfit owners. Yeah, but ugh, it's just shit, man. Like, I, I, it's it's daft because you think like. I love football. You love football. Like I watch, I'll watch any type. I could watch. I could go to the the local fields and watch a Sunday League game and enjoy it just as, as much as a normal game. Like, yeah, as a Champions League game. Like I love football, and that's like one of my passions. But my life doesn't evolve around it. Evolve, revolve <laughs> around it. Like if I didn't watch a game, I'll have to find the result out. But I, I'd be okay. But if somebody like so. For somebody who's a South End fan who's like lives and breathes that club, goes every week home and away, to have that taken away from them, I can't relate to them. But if somebody was to say Sunderland tomorrow would be non-existent, you'd be devast. I would be devastated because I'd be like, well, what do I do? Like, yeah, who do I support? support? It's, ne- yeah, it's yeah. never going to be the same. Exactly. So the fact that my life doesn't revolve around it, but for some people it does, and some people in South End, like, I'd be upset if my club went. I'd be really upset, but. For them, I just think like it's it's just soul crushing because it's not their fault. No, it's it's the owner. They've had the owner <laughs> twenty five years. He's been there. He's just been draining them. They've just been dropping like a stone, really, getting into more and more debt. But they had a bit of a protest <sighs> on Saturday. Um, yeah, they they won two nil. They like the performances on the pitch have not been have been great considering. What situation the club is in, but then you. So think, what? How many points are they on now? I'm just going to check. Minus one. Minus they're one. Really, so they're already what? Yeah, they'll they'll be if they keep performing six the way points. They are, they'll be they'll be fine, but it's just whether they will still be a club in 42 days. That's the question. But they yeah, the, there was a protest at the weekend. They went and ran onto the pitch with a load of tennis balls, threw a load of tennis balls onto the pitch in protest. Like I feel, I do feel for them. Like it seems daft because it's like football. Like at the end of the day, it's football and stuff. But like you do feel for the fans because it's just like they were like championship, like, not like I, yeah, that far ago. Yeah, that's the thing. And I, I, I find it bizarre though that what for these owners that go into football clubs like the one that's owned Southend and things like this. What is their motivation for it? Why? I, I guess they're just asset stripping, aren't they? Mm-hmm. But then, what is the point in going to a football club where essentially most football clubs lose money, don't they? So, like, yeah. you're going into a football club for what reason? What's his motivation here? Like, all he's done is asset strip and destroy something that's been around a hundred years old, over a hundred years old. Like, it doesn't seem like he's got any reason for doing it. Like, what is his motivation? Is it a front? I don't know. Uh, I think so. I think if I was going to take a wild guess at it, it's just it's asset it's being rich in terms of assets and paper rich yeah because it's something yeah. to have isn't it it's, an, it's something to get like a guarantor if you yeah, like then if you're gonna you're gonna lose it because you just literally just dig it into a hole basically by it hemorrhaging money constantly and owing people loads of money like what what is the point in this owner like surely like i know the efl are responsible for this and they do the owners should get like a full check on them whether they're fit and proper or whatever but this Mm -hmm. this owner would have had what fit and proper test like 25 years ago maybe not but like the the point is though you're getting these owners come in and do they give a shit about these football clubs at all or do they just take over strip as much money as they can and then let it die that's that seems to be what Mm. but but why (laughs) 
that's, a, that's what I'm trying to like why would you do that like I don't understand but yeah I don't know I think if you look at the story like documentary previously on Wrexham because there's a whole edica- uh, episode dedicated to the yeah. old owner who did this exact same thing but the, the the fans managed to step in under the 11th hour and and pull them out of the, pull them out of shit I just think like a lot of it's fraud it is a lot of it's just to dodgy comment, a lot of it's fraud it? yeah and it's it's like what Gary Neville pushes for, like it needs regulating. They need a governing body that will actually step in outside of football to regulate it all. Yeah. Because it's just going to keep happening. And what this is, these, it sounds tough to say from so long ago, but this has all started from the Premier League and the collapse of um, IDV Digital, I'd say, from then because the money just went obscene from there. Yeah. And a lot of the teams have like, and parachute payments—that's that's ridiculous as well. Like, and it's just again—it's just—it's not—it's not routed through the leagues and filtered through the leagues as it should be. And it, it might always seem like anybody anybody in the Premier League will just think, "Oh, it's teams better and stuff because they can't get there or whatever." But it's not like it's mismanagement in terms of South End. But you just look at it and think it all boils down to money and yeah. people are driven. Like, look at the, the like look the Cardiff owner. Like he's. He's a nutcase. Right. Your owner. Yeah. Like our previous owners. Like Ellis Short's a billionaire and he wrote off our debt technically, but weirdly we used our parachute payments to pay it off. So it was Sunland's Zones money paid off the debt and they didn't actually pay. And then they started asset stripping and selling our young players and stuff like that. It's the guy at Charlton now who's funny enough being protested against, Charlie Metfin. Yeah. Who've just sacked the manager after a few games as well. It's just it's just baffling and all it boils down to and i think we've said it in a previous podcast is none of the owners get penalized yeah. yes they lose that asset but they're not the ones who lose the club yeah i think they're, not, be, they're not they're, they're not reprimanded after the fact there needs to be something that's put in place because like you said these owners they'll do it to one club let that club die and then they'll jump off and go and do it to another one like mm-hmm. These owners need to put, there needs to be a regulation. There needs to be essentially a list of owners who are fit and proper. And if you want to be on that list, you have to go through rigorous tests, which will have to be like tests on your income, your ability to run businesses successfully, sustainability, that sort of stuff. Before Mm. they just get given. So an owner like Southend should never be able to own a football club again. But I guarantee if Sam go tits up, he will get another football club, even if it's low down. Uh, if he's and fit and proper. Exactly the same. Which is... Just... Well, because I don't think there's much regulation below the National League, to be honest. Nah. If any. Nah, I don't know. So, like, a lot of these owners are dropping into non-league football, but then non-league teams have equally been around for hundreds of years, so they're getting penalised. Yeah. Uh, I just, it's just crap. But like, what I was gonna say is, like, with Ellis Short, is like he was a billionaire, and he pumped money into our club, but because he put it into the wrong places, he then just got, I'm losing too much money. I'm gonna stop putting money in. And after yeah. that, because he was funding all of our losses when he left, it was like, well, we're going bust. Like, we're gonna be bust. We were, we would have been on the same trajectory as Southend. Yeah. But it's not because he sold assets of our club that came after. It's just, but he shouldn't have been allowed to like pump that much money in because he was right. just all of his model was based off the television rights. And once that dropped out, we were fucked. It's, and that's why he was I like, think, "Well, I'm not paying I for it anymore." One of the things as well that needs to be part of that fit and proper test is, or even get rid of that name because it associates it too much with the bollocks that's been going on already. But mm. like plans, like certain plans that don't rely on money coming from somewhere that may not actually happen. If you know what I mean, it needs to be like proper, like like if you were getting a mortgage or a house or something like this, they need to sort uh. of explain like repayment terms and things like this. If they're going to take up a shitload of money, they need to know what's your repayment vehicle? How are you going to get rid of this? Oh, it's TV money. But what if you don't get that TV money? What happens then? What if you don't get promoted mm. to the Premier League? What happens then? Like, and they'll be like, oh, well, we have to get promoted. Well, no, if you have to get promoted to the Premier League, then that isn't sustainable. So, no, you can't do that. 
Someone needs to I say think that. The first, you know what I mean? Like, I think the team that screams what, what, out that what the it? first, the f- yeah, I think the first team who probably screams that is Leeds. Yeah, when they're massively overspent to with the Champions League, they got in and then they just collapsed after they didn't qualify again. That was probably the wor- That was the first warning shot from a Premier League team. Well, we did it. They, they fell through. In... We did it a couple of years ago. Yeah, all all the money in the bag trying to get into the Premier League, lost in the playoff final, lost in the playoff semi-final, and then the next season we were relegated because we didn't have any money left. Mm-hmm. Like that's all. That's planning on hypotheticals, and I don't think if you want to. All clubs should be run sustainably, really, shouldn't they? I know it's wild to think that, but like, the, the I agree. And on hypotheticals is a bit insane, in my opinion. And if they are doing that, someone needs to regulate and say, "Well, no, you're not." If someone like comes into like I don't know Rochdale and says, "I'm going to get them in the Premier League in five years," yeah, so I'm planning all my budgets to get in the Premier League in five years, and. Mm. Everyone, and someone will look at Rochdale and their assets and currently where they are and go, you're fucking nuts, mate. No, you're not doing that. Because <laughs> no, mm. it's only going to end one way. Rochdale are going to not exist. Like, You know what I mean? Like, it... I think because not, not every owner is going to be like the the Wrexham owners where they've actually documented everything and they've they've obviously got back in themselves. So like American Airlines would never respond to them if it wasn't for them. So that's their tie. Mm. So... I suppose they've got to be careful, but they're kind of the, I would say the anonymous, anonymous. silver lining. Yeah. Yeah, the silver lining out of all these owners. But on that note, mate, hopefully yep. we can report next week that uh, Southender yeah. is still alive and kicking, but we'll we'll see. But uh, yeah, we're here again. Top of the hour. Thanks again, Matt. Yeah, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, apart from you ruining my trip to Glasgow and telling us <laughs> my favourite pub doesn't exist oh, anymore and it's moved. It's moved. Down the road, it's not the same. Mine, yeah. Go and have a point there. Cry into the point and tell me how it is. I'll, I'll tell you what it's like <laughs> next week, mate. And uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, thanks again, mate. And uh, thanks everyone for listening. We'll catch you next week. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Take care.